Welcome to Victory Church Podcast. At Victory, we are committed to connecting people to God, His church and their purpose. For more information, visit victorychurch.net.au. Now prepare your heart to hear a word from God today. When it comes to being messed around, I think 2020 takes a cake. 2016 was a a year. That was one of those years. Remember 2016? That was a bit of a bad year. But uh, 2020 probably takes a cake because it's affected pretty much everyone on the planet. And the result of this crazy world, for the most part, is it's created a weary world. See what I did there? A weary world rejoicing. I'm just with the Christmas theme. I'm in the Christmas spirit right now. And I want you to know, if you feel a little bit like this this morning, then you've picked a great Christmas service to be at. Because I want to speak about this. The title of my message is simply this, A Very Messy Christmas. A Very Messy Christmas. And I want to look at what you do when things go wrong, when God messes with our plans, because I believe that that's what the Christmas story is all about. The Christmas story is about plans being messed up. And I wanna read from Matthew chapter one, Matthew chapter one, verse 18, it says this. This is how the birth of Jesus the Messiah came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, okay? Any young Marys in love? I know Sean Laws is in love. It It was all over Facebook yesterday, Instagram. Personally, I thought you'd been dating for years, but anyway, apparently, apparently it's only just become official. But anyway, so, so you've got Mary and Joseph, they're young, they're in love and they're pledged to be married. But before they came together, she was found to be pregnant. I mean, uh-oh. And not only pregnant, but pregnant through the Holy Spirit because Joseph, her husband, was a faithful to the law and yet did not want to publicly expose her He had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he'd considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son and you'll give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and they will call him Emmanuel, which quite simply means God with us. The Christmas story is a story of everybody's plans getting changed and messed around. No one's life turned out the way they originally thought it was gonna happen. You take Mary and Joseph, for example. They were pledged to be married. They were like Sean, they were young, they were in love and they had these plans. Uh, They, I'm sure, thought they would just get married, they would settle down, they would have a, a great home and start a family and get a little dog, a white little fluffy dog, maybe name him Tobias, I don't know. Put a little white picket fence out. Had all the plans. And let's be honest, we all have plans. They had their plans. And then an angel of the Lord comes along and messes with their plan. And God gives them a new plan. It's a three-part plan. He says, firstly, um, uh, well, you're gonna get pregnant. That sounds awesome. (laughs) Before you're married. Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh, that wasn't part of the plan. 
The second part of this is um, it's also gonna be a miraculous virgin birth. Like, what? I mean, it's never been heard of before or since. And thirdly, you're gonna love this bit, the baby is God. (laughs) Talk about pressure. I mean, they never planned that. Joseph and Mary said, hey, I got an idea. Let's have a virgin birth. And my God, that wasn't part of the plan. God messed with their plan. He not only messed with their plan, he messed with King Herod's plan. King Herod was the king of the day and he was an absolute nutter. He was a paranoid control freak. He had his wife killed. He had his mother killed. He had his brother-in-law killed. Why? Because anyone who um, dare defy him and, uh, and, and try to take his crown or his kingdom, he just had him killed. And the moment he got wind that there was this child that was to be born a king, and he heard that he was born in Bethlehem. He said, man, all, all the kids two years and under, let's put them to death. He was a paranoid control freak. I'm gonna just put this child to death in order to keep a hold of my kingdom. But God messed with King Herod's plan because Joseph had a dream and escaped Bethlehem and went to Egypt. God messed with the religious leaders' plan. The religious leaders of the day, they wanted a political leader. And when Jesus was born, they were hoping this, this, this young baby would grow to be a political leader and would uh, just um, remove the tyranny that they were a part of because of the Roman oppression. They didn't want a spiritual leader. They didn't want anyone messing around with their, their spiritual laws. They just wanted a political leader. They wanted someone to set them free. But God messed with their plans. The innkeeper had his plans messed up. All of a sudden people came from nowhere and poor old Joseph and Mary had nowhere to stay and so he just had to put them in a barn. He wasn't planning for that. And the shepherds who watched their flocks by night, just hoping for a silent night, a quiet night, they had their plans interrupted. When these angels came singing, hallelujah, I mean, ah, and then, The whole Christmas story is about people's lives and plans being absolutely messed up. It's like 2020, 2000 years ago. (laughs) Nothing new under the sun. And I, I think we can all relate to the fact we've had our plans changed in 2020. And I just wanna say this, that not everything that happens in our life is God's will for you. Some things just happen because they just happen. Some things happen because of our fault. Some things happen because they're other people's fault. And some things happen as a result of this broken, sinful world in which we live in. For example, God did not cause COVID-19. I want you to know that. God has not graced the earth with COVID-19. But God can use COVID-19 and anything else in our lives in order to do something special. And I believe God wants to do something special through this crazy year that is 2020. Yes, our plans may have been messed around, but God has something in mind for us. Because He wants to do something special. Sometimes He has to mess with our plans. Proverbs 19 verse 21 says this, Many are the plans in a person's heart, but the Lord's purpose will prevail. I love that thought. And when God changes your plans, you and I need to remember three things. And I wanna highlight three things this morning that we can learn from the Christmas story. You wanna know what they are? 
very quickly because we are fast running out of time and I know you've got presents to open and I know you've got food to eat and I know you've got family members that you don't wanna see that you have to spend the day with. It's gonna be awesome. It's gonna be amazing. It's gonna be fantastic. It's just awesome. (laughs) Number one, you ready? Write this down. If you've got pen, paper, phone, whatever it is, or you can maybe write on your watch. I don't know if that's even possible, but anyway. Number one, when God changes your plans, it's because He's trying to get your attention. It's because He's trying to get your attention. See, God whispers to us in our pleasure, but He shouts at us in our pain. In other words, pain is God's microphone. Pain is God saying to us, is anyone home? Is anybody listening? I remember when I was much younger and uh, my dad was trying to get my attention on many occasions and he would say, hey, Tony, and he asked me to do something and he'd ask me to do something and he'd ask me to do something. And invariably, when it was in the quiet stages, I would ignore it. I would ignore it, I'd ignore it. And then he'd start raising his voice, Tony! And it would jolt me into actually needing to do what I, and my mum would say, Keith, you didn't need to shout. And I, was thinking, I remember thinking as a kid, yeah, he did. Because <laughs> I really wasn't listening. How many can relate to that? We're not listening until someone begins to shout. And that's why God sent an angel to Mary and Joseph because the plan was so big. It was so elaborate. It was so amazing. He wanted to do something so extraordinary that he had to send an angel. Now, I don't believe you and I need an angel so much as we just need to listen. We don't need an angel, we need to listen. And the problem is humans by nature are not good listeners. We're so busy that God often can't get through to us. Have you ever tried to make a phone call and the person you're trying to ring is on another call, it's engaged and you get the message, I'm sorry, I'm unable to answer the phone right now, but if you leave my message, I will continue to ignore you and I will not get back to you. (laughs) They don't say that, but that's what they mean. Let's be honest. And because it's engaged and because we're too busy, we can't get through. And it's frustrating. When you're trying to ring someone, they can't get through. That's how God feels. When we're too busy, when our lines are blocked, when we're engaged with other things or other people. In Psalm 81 verse 13, it says, this is God's heart. If my people would only listen to me, if Israel would only follow my ways. People often ask, why do bad things happen to good people? Or if God's a God of love, why do so many bad things happen? Because a God of love gives us advice that we ignore. That's a big part of the problem. We're not good listeners. So why does God want us to listen to Him? I believe it's to save us from a lot of problems. It's to save us from a lot of problems. Because He has a perspective that you and I don't have. Have you ever driven up the Adelaide Hills? And it's very windy. And if you're stuck behind a slow car, it's really frustrating because you just want to overtake them. The trouble is you can't overtake them. Lee's going. That's because she's a lead foot. She just drives fast everywhere she goes. But anyway, and she's got the eye flutter thing on so she never gets pulled over. It's just, it's just weird. But anyway, and, and, and you want to overtake, but you can't because you can't see around the corner. And so you can't overtake. And so we get stuck. And often we get stuck in life because of the perspective we have. 
But the good thing is God has a bigger perspective than us and He can see around the corner. Wouldn't it be great to have a drone? Maybe you could, maybe lately you can just kind of work on this, put a camera in that drone and, and when you're driving along, you can fly it up in the air and, and when you're around the corner, you say, hey dad, it's free. You can overtake on the bends, it'd be awesome. And you'd be able to overtake knowing there's nothing coming. Why? Because you have a perspective from a drone that's high in the sky. Well, that's God's perspective. He's able to see things that you and I cannot see. And instead of just getting stuck, He can actually help us to get moving again because of the perspective that He has. Proverbs 14 verse 12 says this, There is a way that appears right, but in the end it leads to death. There's many plans that I've had. There's many plans that you've had. But honestly, if they'd come to pass, I'm so grateful, I don't know about you. Have you been around long enough to thank God that He didn't answer all of your prayers? Are you glad that He actually didn't answer that prayer about that particular thing? Because had that prayer been answered the way you want it to be answered, it would have landed in an absolute disaster and an absolute mess. That's because God has a bigger perspective than us. As parents, we understand this. As parents, we have a perspective that our children don't. We've all had that talk about the oven. Don't touch the oven because when the oven's hot, you're going to get burnt. And we have a perspective and young kids don't fully understand that. So we have to bring the perspective that they don't have. Why? Because we don't want to see them get burnt. And there are many people that get burnt because they don't listen to God. And then they blame God. But the reality is, it's because we're not listening to His voice. You see, when, God's change, uh, when God changes our plans, He's trying to get us to listen. Everyone say, listen. Are oh, you listening? That's good. Awesome. Number two, when God changes our plans, it also means that He has a better plan for us. God has better plans for you. Proverbs 29 verse 11 says it this way. For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. God wants to give you a hope. God wants to give you a future. Even in the messiness that is 2020, He wants hope to rise in our heart. And it's my prayer that we would be able to have hope in our heart, even in the midst of this year, because God is working all things together for the good. I really do believe that with all of my heart. You see, Mary and Joseph, their plan was too small. And God's plans for us are bigger than anything we could have imagined. I want you to get this. For Mary and Joseph, it would have been to get married, settle down, have babies, all of which are not bad. But God had a much bigger, much better plan for Mary and Joseph. I believe God was saying that I wanna use you as a couple to impact not only your community, but the entire world. And not only in your generation, but in every generation to come. We live as recipients. We are people that are blessed because of what took place some 2,000 years ago. That was not in Joseph and Mary's plan. God messed with their plan because their plan was way too small. God's plan for them and God's plan for us is a lot bigger than anything we've ever imagined. God's plan was also more rewarding. I believe for Mary and Joseph, what they saw in the birth of their child was rewarding for them in what they saw. But what they didn't see, the impact that this child has had over the last 2,000 years is far more rewarding. God's plan are far more rewarding than anything we could ever dream, hope or even imagine. There is a downside to this thought and it's this, that God's plans can be hard at times. If we can learn anything from the life of Mary and Joseph is that when God messes with your plans, it's not always the easy path. 
And for Mary and Joseph, they would have had to receive much ridicule, much misunderstanding. Can you imagine the things that were said about Joseph, about Mary? Can you imagine trying to convince the community that, no, 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 guys, I know we're not married, uh, but you need to understand um, she's pregnant, but not because of me. Yeah, sure, Joseph. No, no, seriously, guys, it wasn't me. Okay, Joseph, then who was it? And why are you hanging around her? Well, well, actually, it's a good thing. It's not only a good thing, it's a God thing. You see, the Holy Spirit overshadowed it. What? That's to live with this ridicule. That's to live with this season of their life where people did not understand. Not only that, just for them to travel away from their homeland, to give birth to this child in a barn, to be there for the birth of their first child with no family members, no extra help. I mean, this, this is not an easy ask, but it is a rewarding one and it is a better one. And I'm sure Mary would have said, why God? I don't get it. And if there's any time in 2020 where you're saying, why God? I don't get it. You're in good company. You're in good company. It wasn't until later that Mary and Joseph finally understood. And even Jesus said it this way in John chapter 13, verse seven. He says, you do not realise what I'm doing, but later you will understand. I just wanna say to every one of you, you need to hang around long enough in order to get understanding. Understanding doesn't come in a week or a month or a year. Understanding comes by hanging around. Hanging around. The whole message of the cross is Jesus hanging in there and He hung in there for you. So you need to hang in there. Hang in there. Don't give up. And my third point and final point this morning is simply this. When God messes with our plans, He wants us to learn to trust Him. You see, when your plans fail, God is saying, will you trust me? Think about Mary and Joseph. Joseph was thinking, because he was an honourable man, he was thinking, I'm gonna gonna separate from this woman. I'm gonna separate from this adulterous woman. And he had this angelic visitation. And the whole crux of Joseph's life was, will you trust me? Will you trust me? Will you trust me? You're not the father, but will you trust me? And I heard it said recently that sometimes you don't know God is all you need until God is all you've got. And I imagine for Mary and Joseph in that moment, God is all they had with the ridicule, with the mocking, with the misunderstanding. They didn't even get it. And when you feel like that, you've got to go to God and trust Him. It's in those moments we learn trust. I mentioned 2016 earlier on in my talk. 2016 was a weird old year for us as a church. It was certainly a weird year for for us as a family. We lost our youth pastor due to very unusual circumstances. My wife had a cancer scare. My son broke his arm. I had a blood infection that almost took my life. Then I had to have heart surgery in the September because of that blood infection damaging uh, one of the organs in my heart. And four years later, I stand before you and I still have no answers to why all that happened. But I have learned something. I have learned this. I want you to lean in and listen up to this point. When you do not get the answers you desire, 
when you feel like the heavens are silent, to me, the issue is, it's a matter of trust. Sometimes we think uh, the issue is, I want answers. Well, if you're not getting the answer you want, maybe there's something else at stake. Maybe there's another lesson God is trying to teach us. And, and for me, I have an incredible peace about 2016, not because I got my answers, but because I've learned to trust God more. And I don't have a lot of answers about 2020, to be honest. And if you are trying to seek an answer, I think some of us are gonna be sadly disappointed because I don't think uh, the answer is what God is wanting to give us. I think what He's trying to teach us is trust. When you're struggling, when you're confused, when you're lacking understanding, can I say this? Don't seek the solution. Don't seek relief. People seek relief in all kinds of ways, drugs, alcohol, don't, don't seek relief. Don't even seek an explanation. You know what you should seek? We should seek Him. We should seek Him. This Christmas, I would encourage you to seek Him. To seek Him. Don't seek the answer because you may get the answer, but you may not get the answer. But if you seek Him, you will find Him. If you knock, the door will be opened. So seek Him this Christmas. You see, the truth is, we don't know what 2021 holds. I think there's a lot of people putting a lot of hope in the fact that 2020 is coming to an end, thinking that 2021 is gonna be different. But for some, it's gonna be exactly the same if we don't make some wiser, bigger, better choices. If we don't start listening, if we don't start searching and seeking, we're gonna find ourselves in the same place. And 2021 is not gonna be too dissimilar to 2020 if we're not careful. I believe that's why God sent His Son. He sent His Son as a Saviour, not only to save us from sin, but to save us from the effects of sin. Things like worry, depression, fear, anxiety, all these things. The answer to all these things is not religion. It's not relationships. It's not rituals, rules or regulation, but it's found in Him. It's found in His Son. See, the message of Christmas in its simplest, purest form is simply this, that you matter to God. And I know this, within the human heart, every person wants to know they matter. And I'm here to tell you today, you matter. You matter to God so much that He sent His Son. He sent His Son to help you through your worry, fear, doubt, depression, anxiety, whatever it is that you may be going through, to help with your confusion. I wonder if you stand with me this morning, we're almost done. I, I know this, that Christmas is a time of giving and rightly so, because the very first Christmas involved the giving of the greatest gift of all, and that was this baby in a manger. But I also know that many people receive many gifts, but they don't receive the greatest gift. And the greatest gift you can receive is the gift of Jesus Christ into your heart and into your life. And I wanna lead us in a prayer today that opens up our heart to the endless possibilities of receiving this child into our life as our Lord, as our Saviour. He can change your world and bring peace to your worry. 
He can bring joy to your pain. He can bring a certainty to your confusion. And so I wonder if we could all close our eyes just for a moment. And I, and I wanna lead us in a prayer. And I'd love it if we could pray this prayer together. And if you've never received Christ in your life, or maybe like the prodigal son, you've walked away from Him, you can pray these, this prayer today. And if you pray it with faith, you pray it, believe in your heart. I believe you can start a journey of faith where God can enter your world and change your life forever. So let's pray this prayer together today. Jesus, I thank You for loving me. I thank You for dying for my sins. I desire to know You more. I open my heart to You. I surrender to You. Forgive me of all of my sins. Show me Your ways. Help me to live for You. In Jesus' Name. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. Hey, if you prayed that prayer today, and you meant it in your heart. You've never been a Christian. You've never received Jesus in your life. And you're saying, I, 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 wanna, I want Jesus. I wanna start a journey of faith. Or maybe like the prodigal son, you wanna return home today. We'd love to give you a gift. It's Christmas Day. What better day to receive a gift than today? And the gift is the Word of God. It's His Bible. And in His Bible contains God's Word, His will and His ways. You'll get to know God a lot better through reading the Bible. And if you'd like to receive one of these based upon the decision that you've made today, you can either scan the QR code in the seat pocket in front of you or alternatively, very quickly, you can go to the Here to Help stand and we'll make sure you get one of these Bibles. And I believe it'll just be a Christmas like no other. What better day to commit your life to Jesus than on the day He came to planet Earth. Amen. Thank you for taking the time to listen. If you have any questions, please email us at admin at victorychurch.net.au 